Hey, Julia. Hey, Sam. How's it going? It's going great. Who did we talk to today? We talked to Amy Burgess and Sarah Cooper, who are musical theater writers who I recently collaborated with on the musical Elevator Heart. I'd sure like to hear more about that production. You can! Great! <laughs> Let's go! Isn't being awkward better than being just normal? What is and normal? What is normal? And what <laughs> is normal? <laughs> that just sounds things. boring. Awkward has so many possibilities. That's true. Why and how and show me. <laughs> yeah, because what is exactly the definition of awkward? It's being like slightly at odds with your surroundings or being unsure about what is the correct next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I use that word all the time, but what huh. does it actually mean? I don't know. No words have meanings. We've gotten to the end of that's the episode an, that's already. That's an interesting <laughs> thing for a writer to say. Yeah. <laughs> words don't have meaning. Please pay me to write words. Oh. <laughs> don't worry, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's true in the underdog. So we uh, figured that it'd be fun to talk, like, coming off of our recent yay. Elevator Heart production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No names. Cool. No names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, our vast listenership of, like, three humans could be one of them. <laughs> you never know. I have, like, a couple thoughts, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, s- I got to, s- so the three of you worked on it, and I got to see it, and I thought it was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Um, but I guess, the <laughs> this is funny, this is what I asked Gordon when we um, came back from Lonely Scroll, was like, I guess I'm curious, like, after the experience, like, what are you thinking about? Like, what, like, what, what is, like, sticking with you, and what are you carrying forward, you know? For all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing double duty. I'm acting <laughs> like a guest today. Um, I can start. And I'm going to make a like very positive statement on the bat, off the bat, which is that the things that are really special of the sh- uh, about the show like really resonated really hard for me mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. these those, bu- those bulletproof things that I've always been impacted by um, and those moments that we were also sure, like, were really landing always in every version of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about those moments a lot because they ground me in the things that I think need to change, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or just the <laughs> yeah. things that we should take another look at or those kinds of moments. But but I think just the first thought is really just thankful mm-hmm. for the experience. Like, even when you're in, you know, even though when you're in it, it's crazy, and you're just like, oh, my God, please let it end. <laughs> 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 when it's over, I mean, and everybody, I don't, I don't know, everybody feels like that in the middle of their oh, show, absolutely. right? Oh, absolutely. It's oh like the God. most pressure, and you're the most tired, <laughs> and the most yeah. changes Super are stressful. expected to happen. Like, all at this time, we're just like, cool, I just want to sleep and, like, maybe never work on this again. It's <laughs> cool. And I always <laughs> feel so punishing towards myself when I feel mm. like, so I'm like, this is supposed to be your favorite thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. this is Why the do you crazy not feel uniformly positive? Yeah, yeah exactly. So it. But it, it all comes as a big kind of wash at the mm-hmm. end of this kind of, like, relief at doing the thing, proud of doing the thing, and then grasping at all of the moments of doing the thing that really make you remember why you do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, the reason I paused was not, it was super positive. That was, like, not at all. <laughs> I did, it's just exhausting. Like, I'm, s- I'm still processing it totally. Like, I'm just, yeah. like, trying to think of that, like, because it's such, like, for us, I think it's, like, been, it's, like, so about something that's really Im- important to mm. all three of us, I think. And so that, to see, like, a bunch of, um, a bunch of women plus on stage, like, talking about these things, 
that that we feel so so powerfully was really important to me and I, I it was like such a like big experience that I'm still like wow mm-hmm. I'm still in it and also <laughs> very tired the audience and the audience yeah. reaction and the people that have always come up to us afterwards and and been so impacted by seeing their story or seeing stories that are important to them or and what's happened to me a lot at NYU is that like people will see something and then they'll be you know they'll come they'll turn to me and be like and that's why we need elevator heart Aww. like as a rea- like elevator that's heart so cool. has become for so many of the students that saw the show like the antithesis to like some of the toxic things that are centering the wrong people and mm. centering the wrong ideas and you know i mean the word wrong is very big but but just the things that they're not resonating with yeah and that's just like so special to me every time mm-hmm. someone like leans over to me and says like and this is why we need elevator yeah. heart. I was like thank <sighs> you that's so sweet you're it's so beautiful. kind like really elevator hearts not perfect but for it me is making sweet. that conversation real for so many people for me that NYU production did feel sort of like a milestone in the yeah. show's journey because I feel like that was like the first time where I mean I always think of like title of show with like nine persons fa- nine people's favorite thing versus a hundred people whatever more people's less ninth favorite thing right, 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 right. <laughs> so like I feel like where like other humans sort of like took the show within themselves and were like this is a special thing to me yeah. and i feel like when you hit that with the show it feels like such a leveling up mm-hmm. absolutely and you know like actually i was thinking about this like a similar thing today when you sent those videos julia because i didn't know that existed the vid- there were videos of the, the production in san yeah. francisco that happened in october which is a college production yeah. oh cool and, and which we had very little to do with yeah <laughs> very stressful emails yeah some, some emails and like a few little changes and some cuts and things for them but like we didn't have anything to do with the rehearsal yeah. process we didn't have a lot of communication mm-hmm. and then we just went and saw it and they were just like such beautiful people <laughs> like it was just yeah. such a like i mean like and they were so impacted were, by it it was really beautiful because yeah they made so us homemade meatballs <laughs> remember oh yeah i didn't eat them wow. just somebody's <laughs> mom like made meatballs <laughs> And it was like the opening night party. It was like, oh, these are my mom's meatballs. And <laughs> I was like, wow, that's yeah. so sweet. And like there was like a talk back with them. Yeah. And they were just all so like moved by it and like had mm-hmm. personal experiences with it. And like that's exactly what you're talking about of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Personal, like humans taking into their bodies. Yeah. Which is another thing I feel like about the show. So Elevator Heart, if you don't know and are listening, <laughs> is uh, we call it, I guess, like a modular, like ensemble musical about the experience of being a uh, woman plus in the <laughs> 21st century and I think there is something about it because you know it's, there's a lot of monologues songs that sort of invites the actors doing it to sort of bring their own thing to it mm-hmm. which I think was I tell me if you guys agree like difficult to navigate it especially in this sort of full production mm-hmm. of sort of riding that line between bringing your own thing to it when t- when you know, you need people to bring their own thing mm. versus sort of like seeing what is already there, even if that may diverge from what would you, what you would do yeah. or yeah. what you feel. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's always been, I feel like it's always been mm. with a piece like that where it's so easy to identify so much with your character that sometimes you get lost in like where you stop and your character begins and where that line is. And it's very powerful in its messiness, but also like being an actor playing an actor <laughs> is always tricky. It's a super meta show. Yeah, it's a super <laughs> meta show. And there are some people who, you know, will be in a part and be like, oh, none of this stuff has happened to me. And they'll just like turn on their acting blinders and mm-hmm. do it and bring so much to it. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who are like, wow, everything that my character goes through, I've been through and I have to bring all my stuff to it. 
and it's it's complicated. I I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh no, See, I, I read that you did you do it. <laughs> I did <laughs> that one time. Yeah. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. <laughs> you yeah, made yeah, her yeah. off off. I, I made her <laughs> <laughs> not true. I was in an off off show oh, in two thousand nine. Thank you. Um, yeah. Off off post election debut. Yeah. Which is a different world. It was my debut as the cheerleader track in this. Roll your The absolute least like me track, but it was actually beautiful and freeing, and I enjoyed myself very much. And thank God I had sung the music earlier in the week (laughs) yeah i I know this song Uh good because i would have felt so much less comfortable doing it if i hadn't like at least been through it once that week um but yeah it was but again like having to bring my own stuff to it because that even that song is about not fitting in and like people thinking that you're different for a reason that may be true but Mm. you're not really at terms you know like on good terms with yet and then luckily it it wasn't like a trauma experience. It was a happy end kind of song where you end up going back and proving everybody wrong. And that is something that's also really close to me because I went back to my 10-year high school reunion and I was like, bitches! <laughs> Sorry, can I say bitches? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I went to a very like kind of isolating, um, like all-girls Catholic, oh. fancy, expensive school and I was like the scholarship kid. So I didn't fit in. Mm. Um, I found the few other people who didn't fit in too and that was great, but... So I had to bring that kind mm-hmm. of in the moment, an hour before it was starting, kind of like, all right, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine, like, if, like, this, and I'm I'm not a performer. I'm the least performer of the three of us, I think. But the, um, I, I can't, like, since all three of us, like, sort of have had these discussions and, like, sort of know what our, some of our issues mm-hmm. are that, like, have made it into the show. Like, mm-hmm. it, I bet it would be, like, <laughs> even weirder if the three of us were, like, playing the roles. Can you imagine if we were sort of, like, acting yeah. each other's, like... Oh, God. Acting each other's Dare I say trauma? trauma? Like, the yeah. kids, like, <laughs> insane. I don't know. I don't, I'm not into it. Yeah. No, no, I don't <laughs> want to do it. I'm just saying, like... I mean, this, it's all fiction. It's, like, all fiction. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. you know, like, we've talked about things and we know, like, oh, I relate to that, I relate to that. You right. Know? Yeah. 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 And I think that's important. I mean, how else do you find your way in? I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Either, you ha- either you relate to it or you relate to like the people who you love who you know relate to it i feel like also it has to be personal we're like talking about this like it's all trauma <laughs> it's <laughs> comedy also there's like yeah, it's yeah, not it's like oh yeah, yeah. 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 the, the trauma is the stuff that stands out because that's what people are really reacting to mm-hmm. in a longer lasting way yeah. um but it's not glorifying trauma it's it's about telling a story telling a story yeah it's about telling a story and also like finding a way to say what's happened and say like this shouldn't happen how do we let's let's try to stop it mm-hmm. you know Sam I'm curious going back to the sort of like playing characters that are like you but not identical to you mm. do you have any tricks of the trade for like <laughs> oh. when you were playing because I know you played some like Sam like characters oh yeah certainly <laughs> that's a that's a good question I mean I definitely ran into that with Loneliest Girl yeah um, and there was definitely a point where I was like just don't get why he's doing this because I would not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if there's a, a a trick though. I think you just have to sort of like, um, uh, uh, (laughs) like realize that you're not them (laughs) and sort of like, it's, it's what they say about like playing villains is like, you Mm -hmm. have to like respect them even if you don't, like you have to love them if even if you don't like them, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just sort of like dive in <laughs> however you can. Mm. I'm curious, what did Tommy do that you were like, nope, wrong? <laughs> oh, like 
idolizing Anita. Oh, in the first place, fair enough. Well, not in the first place, oh, but, but after she sort of comes yeah. out as as everything with the save our mm. children, like fair. he hangs on a bit. He long. he's 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 stuck. He's <laughs> a little stuck. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any. I don't have any particular <laughs> wisdom about that. No, um, it's 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 real though. Yeah. And even when you're writing, mm-hmm. oh my I God. think that applies so much. Like when you're, you know, I mean, there are plenty of, I'm sure, Julia, too, like lyrics that we've been given where you're just like, what? Sorry. <laughs> I'm not even talking about you, actually. <laughs> I always identify very closely with the lyrics that you write, but I think we're on the same wavelength mm-hmm. in yeah. that way. Although I do feel like as we've been working on the show more, mm-hmm. I get the lyrics quicker now. Like mm-hmm. when we were first starting, I feel mm-hmm. like I would have to read them like, ne- like, you know, a four or five times, I'd be like, oh, like, <laughs> I see what this is about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe I'm just making this up, but that, like later in the process, I could get a lyric and read it once or twice and be like, oh, yeah. I Yeah, it's like I understanding the brain cool. yeah. of the person. That's yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. I, that's, I agree so I remember that. being really attracted to monsters before I even got the metaphor, just the language <laughs> of it. I was like, this is awesome. Oh, thanks. I, I missed that song. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, me too. I like that I like the music to that. Yeah. Can I ask, because it is sort of an untraditional writing team in mm-hmm. the sense that there's like one <laughs> book writer lyricist and then two mm-hmm. separate composers who who didn't write together, right? Yeah. No. Nope. So how did this sort of like get assembled, I guess? We just wrote all these songs separately <laughs> and somehow magically <laughs> it all worked out. But I mean like where, <laughs> did, where did the idea come from for there to be two composers yeah i'm curious actually about this i mean i know what happened but sort of like how you conceived of it in your head before the first email went out so i'm gonna go way back um i was i met um so a friend my friend who i'm gonna talk about i'm not gonna name her but she'll hear herself if she listens to this because she knows she we were like at um we were hanging out with a friend of hers and i had never met him before and this is actually in one of the lyrics right it's an elevator so I, i was like working a really shitty job and like trying to like do musical theater stuff and he Oh, wait, I was teaching, but I was like also working at this like at this terrible office thing that I don't want to name. Oh, yeah. And then um, I he this guy goes to me like he, we like are shaking hands, and he's like, "You, I work. I don't, I don't even remember what he did. Something stupid. He's like, you should come to our office. You, you should be our mascot. We could use someone pretty like you.'" And I was like, "What? Oh, like really? <laughs> what?" And then yeah, and then I like went home that night and just like wrote the lyric for Elevator Heart, and then I with the job pretty soon after for other reasons <laughs> <laughs> not the teaching stuff but the other job and like started writing a bunch of lyrics and then I was like I emailed them as it was happening I was like I don't know what this is but I have a bunch of songs and there, w- there were like two other composers that because I mean like originally yeah yeah quite a big group like a yeah. big heavy hitter like, name you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> so my original conception was like it was going to be like a different composer for each song gotcha and mm-hmm. then like as we're having meetings it kind of just ne- narrowed down to three of us which, w- which was the right group for 100 yeah. percent sure mm-hmm. which is great yeah yeah i know i'm so happy that we it. ended up in this group me yeah. too but i remember those early stages like i think one <laughs> email went out with like eight or nine lyrics and there was it was like it was you read as fast as you can it was <laughs> i want this one i want this one yeah <laughs> i grabbed two yeah i grabbed uh, last day of almost and um a song that's not on the show uh, the the fury of my, my love. love oh yeah, yeah and yeah. i grabbed coney island first i mm-hmm. remember that that was like the f- mm. like the f- yeah. yeah, that was, like, way in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. last day of almost was yeah. the first song I wrote for the show. Yeah. <laughs> and Coney Island was the first song you wrote for the yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And those were both in the first concert, weren't they? Like yeah, yeah they were. Yeah. 
Because we had yeah. a concert pretty quick after we started working together. Like, we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like try things out. And there were other composers, and in fact, a, a completely different mm-hmm. composer on one of the songs. That's that right. I ended yeah, which I cannot imagine doing. So <laughs> this composer did a lovely rendition of this lyric. Yeah, and then really it was no longer on the project, and we were like, but the lyric still belongs in the show. Mm-hmm. And Amy somehow banished that from her head to do a completely different thing. Yeah, the tone is insanely different. Yeah. I think that's that's what I that's I mean I really took a lot of time with that lyric and said like what is this really, and I think I think it's a great song. Oh, it's I think they did a great job. And I want to say like those people were not on it not because like we fired them or something. It was just like as you're working together, just like naturally. Other projects came up and other things or didn't feel right for them, and that's I mean I'm thankful for where we are. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right team. So that's kind (laughs) of how it all happened. And so then we ended up we each had four songs I think that we'd written. Yeah. And then we were like, let's do a concert. So <laughs> we've kind of picked a couple more songs mm-hmm. to write. And we had like 10 songs in that concert in yeah. August of 2015. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was, was 2015. It yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And Wait, I don't think we no, I'm sorry. 2016. Wasn't it? No, because two thousand fall of 2016, I think, was the NYU production. Oh, you're right. But didn't we do that Producers Club concert the month before? Yeah, we did. Because oh. I ran into we someone did. in the hallway at NYU and was like, oh, well, we just did a concert of songs. Like, <gasps> we have a show. Like, <laughs> That's right. And they needed a show yeah, at right. NYU, at, t- at Tisch New Musical Theater Workshop. Um, it was the first alumni show mm-hmm. that they did. And they needed a show that had a lot of women in it. And I said, well, we can have like a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as many I as know. you need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have, we, we, it's written. I'm, d- yeah. I'm saying it's written. It's just not written. Yeah, yeah and it was so <laughs> And I like, like emailed really you both, draft. and I said, hey, can we send a draft? And they're interested. And then, boom, it just happened. And we literally then we wrote the book well like there was a book so there was yes, a book and it was the same book. idea okay. but yeah. it was like not in the same order or like this it was like a much was it like 200 pages <laughs> so i think it was, so it was enormously big. long yeah. and it had like so all big. the ideas it had and all it like, these parts so yeah. like a lot of it is th- a lot of the pieces are the same but it's just in a much better like it's much smaller and mm-hmm. much cleaner mm-hmm. and much and like we've moved more it around focused. every time we've done yeah. it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because th- and i love that i love that part of it yeah. is that it's all about finding the emotional pacing of the piece. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All of the parts exist in th- in of themselves, and it's just about moving the puzzle pieces around to make the picture that we want. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, it also probably changes depending on who's in the cast. Absolutely, that definitely. pacing, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah, especially because it is. It's like an hour and 45 minutes, no mm-hmm. intermission, so mm-hmm. it's like... Doing it slower is not really an it's option. Not an option. <laughs> <laughs> keep it up, keep it up. <laughs> but that should always be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sarah, well you, that, if you're I mean, not getting exhausted from speaking, you're not speaking fast enough. That, that is a thing that yeah. I really responded to in the show was like a lot of those book scenes, there's like the really just like fast paced um, back and forth with characters mm-hmm. or, you know, with dialogue, like people like um, completing each other's sentences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which was like really, uh, I found really powerful oh, in this sense that. of like l- uh, watching a show as a cis man about like the experience of being a woman and like that, like feeling like overwhelmed by that and mm-hmm. being like, oh, is like this is like, th- like the pace of this dialogue is like part of like the feeling. Mm. That's right? Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. was that not intentional? No, no, it, I think it's uh, absolutely intentional. Yeah. Like, because I'm thinking of moments where it's, like, they're talking about, like, things that men have said to them. And, mm-hmm. it like, it just keeps building and getting faster and faster and mm-hmm. more and more overwhelming. And it's just, like, cool. Yeah, you just got to live with all of this <laughs> all the time. Like, Yeah, that oppressive feeling. Yeah, I exactly. That, uh, you know, like, and at the Access mm-hmm. Theater that day that we had the dance performance above us, <laughs> someone came up to me and, like, thought it was on purpose uh-huh. to, like, add to the oppression of it. 
Oh, wow. I mean, it's like, what else could go wrong? <laughs> That's honestly more plausible than the people who thought that it was on purpose that the light board broke and the whole thing was in darkness. <laughs> yeah, it, right, right, exactly. I mean, oh, as well, I thought you were indicting the audience by having the lights not work because oh the lights were, they were up on the audience and, like, kind of shadowy on the actors. Mm-hmm. But literally a dozen people thought it was on purpose as an indictment to the audience. But, you know, it's super fun. Is it was a really chill. Like, a lot of things just, like, kind of went wrong with people were sick and, yeah. like, things like the lighting went wrong and there was, like, the noise upstairs. And but it was such a beautiful, so like, experience. Like, and it was yeah. like, yeah, it was just a great, I mean, how cool that things can still go wrong and still feel okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's still, like, being embraced, like, because of all the things that right. went wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's because really cool. Because sometimes things go wrong. Yeah. yeah. And you still have to get through the day, and that's kind of what the show's about, too. It's like a big anxiety ball. Get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Get through it and tell the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so then the other part of my, like, big first question is like i don't know i think oftentimes it's like in the process of like the development of a show it's sort of like the end goal is like a production right Mm -hmm. and so like here you are after this production Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of curious like do you feel like that's the end of the road like what you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. because isn't that like in our head like it's like oh right like it happened happened, yeah (laughs) yeah but like I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just always curious about that. Mm. I mean, I've always felt that this show belongs at colleges. Like, I think mm. that it's really, I, I feel like it's at its most hopefully impactful with, like, young people because the, the message is about, like, the future and, yeah. like, what we all can do to hear each other and, like, be present for each other and how, what we're giving to the next generation. Um, but I don't, I don't know what. Well, I had, uh, I had, like, an industry person come up to me later when I saw them <coughs> and they asked me if I'd, if we'd consider they loved the show and were very moved by it and had asked if we'd ever consider doing like all 50 mm-hmm. and older women oh plus like th- that they loved it in its form you know its form and asked about what you know we thought about mm-hmm. it and I said well I think we've always especially after developing at NYU and it was so impactful to those to those students and then even at University of San Francisco mm-hmm. it just feels like the right place for it and and this person said, like, well, I would be really curious to see, like, to for you to open that up even further and have it be, like, women over 50. I love yeah. that. And, you know, just, like, or widely varying ages. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that initially. Yeah. yeah. We did. Um, but then we, you know, when we saw the impact that it was having in that particular age group, we're like, well, this is what it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's kind of the sky's the limit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gluttonous for more performances. <laughs> I want, you know, again, with more money, again, in more places, again, uh-huh. in, you know. Yeah. And especially because I think there is, you guys have, like, heard me talk about this already, but something, like, inherently sort of heightened and theatrical about the form and the yeah. abstractness mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels like you could do it in a totally different way and yeah, then totally, in a totally mm-hmm. different way than that and like Absolutely. seeing what a couple of those are would yeah. be fun. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Like a site specific. Like right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely so cool. sky's yeah. the limit. I really do yeah. believe that. Yeah. yeah. It it's does like not necessarily have to live in a black box. Theater. No, no. It's like yeah. meant to be like whatever the people producing it want it to be. Yeah. Like we, we want it to be like collaborative in that way. Yeah. 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 And, and it totally, the, the form of it totally lends itself to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In that way, I think it's really versatile and hopefully very producible. <laughs> <laughs> we talked for one second about making it a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we that. we're just releasing the album of it, yeah. but ha- with yeah. the mo- with like with all of the sections. Totally, which yeah. I don't think is a bad idea. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. having the songs and then having like each section of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be purely like 
visual. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then we could do animations to all <laughs> the audio. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I'm obsessed. All I want is to find someone who will like make a, a music video piece. of something I've done. Ooh. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> you're not into a modern dance interpretation of Elvin Hart. Well. But like recorded, the, the show's oh, like recorded, the, like, the show but then it's... I see interpreted with modern dance cool. live. Wow. Or like one of those things where like the <laughs> electronic the like electronics are hooked up to the bodies of the uh. actors and their trigger their movements Ooh, are triggering. Creating like projections. Yes. yes. What if we I do mean like honestly why not? Sleep no more style where the audience is like in the space. Oh my god. Ooh. That Can might be a little much that might be a little much during like coma honey and sleep or so. Yeah. But yeah I don't kind of think of what moment I would want to be pulled into. The curtain call. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, huh. Okay. But yes, short answer is I think that we are all hoping that there are many more productions out yeah. there. And we love shout out to THML for doing a beautiful yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Eternal thanks. Yeah, we love them. Yeah. yeah. So something that you guys have in common with each other that is different from me, so it makes sense for me to ask about it, <laughs> is you both spend a lot of time in the grad program where we all went. Mm-hmm. So you've seen like generations and generations of, well, not generations, classes and classes of <laughs> new writers come up. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how, if at all, that affects like your view on this thing that we do and like how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's always inspiring. No, I mean, it's yeah. really, truly, like, it yeah. it's a really good... It's really inspiring to watch young writers because there are um, so much has changed since we were all in school. Like, yeah. it's just such a different. I mean, it's obviously an extreme. Oh, in the world. Yeah, in the yeah. world. Like, we're just in such a different place. Yeah. It's fascinating to see how young writers deal with that. I mean, like, they do such interesting work, and I'm, I'm really proud of everybody coming out of that program. Yeah. And people are really pushing the envelope. I mean, I remember, I'm not even going to say how many years, but a number of years ago <laughs> when I went to the program, um, it was still a risk to have, like, a gay character. Mm. you know there huh. were there were always every year I think there's always at least one that's kind of like somebody who it, one of the writers who is gay who's like working out that and like writing their gay coming out story like that's pro- that's I think that it actually has been true for the entire existence of the mm-hmm. program and that's great it's so important and and but it was always like that one mm-hmm. But I think that what I've noticed as a queer person, like since I was writing in the program and had and like fought tooth and nail for there to be any queer represent queer representation in my musical mm-hmm. in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, cold. That now, twelve years later, it's like. I always said this when I was younger that I'll know that like queer people have let's just do it quote unquote made it when it's not like about like you can have queer characters and it's not about them being queer right it's just mm-hmm. that they exist in the world like right. what what and that is really starting to happen in a really awesome way that I have noticed that I always kind of clock because you know you'll just have a show where it's just like oh yeah and this is my boyfriend and like but that's not but well let's solve this murder you know it's like <laughs> not <laughs> it's not about it's absolutely not right. about like this angsty trauma ridden like gay trauma meme like I went through all of this and now I'm coming out I'm seeing my big song like and those things are so important and I'm so and obviously paved the way for our ability to now just be like yeah and this person is 27 and they're gay and this is their partner and they're gonna 
solve this crime and whatever and they're also have a like a mustard phobia like it doesn't have anything <laughs> to do you know what i mean it doesn't yeah. have anything and, and that finally ready to tackle as a society exactly yeah. and in in a way the that that evolution <laughs> that i've specifically clocked is just giving me so much hope because of how much angst that i felt yeah 12 years well, ago when you say you fought tooth and nail to get any queer representation on your sh- who were you fighting with my collaborator who was afraid that it would make our show absolutely untenable gotcha gotcha yeah, absolutely that sucks well yeah and there is that there there is that weird dynamic of like i'm okay with it but i think it will yeah make but it but like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a youth thing and we want it to be for young audiences and like like college though mm. you know right, right. So, yeah, and that's just the reality. But it was always kind of like, okay, but, yeah, like, it can be angsty, but, like, let's not go too far. It's like, okay, so, like, too far by, like, making them a whole person or what, Mm -hmm. you know? And, I mean, that's – but that is something that I think that people my age (coughs) – um, <laughs> lol. Not old. Everybody's old. everybody chill on age. You are. Okay, <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. Thank you. And that's TED Talk. Um, <laughs> Tedwino Talk. <laughs> why is te- why is it Ted? Why isn't it Tedwino? <laughs> we had this conversation during rehearsal. Isn't a TED Talk named after? Exactly. It sta- isn't it an acronym? Oh, Technology. Yeah. I'm sure it is, but it could be Tedwino. We can add some stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll add to the acronym. <laughs> the acronym still Tedwina. has to be like male identifying. <laughs> okay. Or even Theodora. just like Teda, and it can be like the thing. Yeah. Teda. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be a person's name that's identified as male? Anyway, <laughs> off topic. Um, but yeah, that that's something that, as somebody who's clocked that over time, like it's something that I specifically was hoping would change, yeah. and and really has in a really great way. And so that's cool. That's just from my many old years. Mm. Just kidding. But and how about you? I really like. I think it's, it's like there's because it is. I just think it's a totally different like kind yeah. of storytelling in a way because it is more like a lot of the work which I admire about it. A lot of it's like more um, thinking about other forms than just for the stage, huh. which I think is fascinating and it's a thing that I would like to do. And I just my brain just like, I mean, I, my undergrad was in both screenwriting and playwriting, mm-hmm. but I s- focus on playwriting and I just don't have like any of that visual stuff left. Like I, huh. if I try to think, like every now and then I'm like, I would love to do so, like a web series. And I like, ev- I have an idea for one that I'm like, I should write that. And then I'm like, that's what fun. does that look like? I have no idea. Like mm-hmm. I, I p- keep picturing a stage. I'm like, but that's, but <laughs> I like yeah. Students, yeah, but like students now are like thinking in all these different forms. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool and exciting. This is sort of a tangent, but I was just seeing a reading last night. I'm just thinking about drawing, thinking in terms of other senses. Mm-hmm. And first of all, the reading was sound designed. Like it was just a reading, but mm-hmm. they played music between practically every scene. Wow. Mm. And it was actually like so fun and helpful. <laughs> mm. And they read a lot of the stage directions out loud. And so many of the stage directions were aural. And it was sort of a joke within the wow. thing. It kept saying, we hear the distinct sound of X. We hear the mm. distinct sound of Y. Mm. Wow. And I thought it was cool. Just like that, that sense was like so tuned into yeah. the fabric of the thing. Yeah. Mm. I, did a, cool. I did a reading about a month and a half ago that was also sound design. Like they got a specific <laughs> grant for, the, for this workshop that it was like the point of it was to see how it felt on stage with the sound design that she was going for. Because oh, it, cool. it was about um, the first female NASA engineer during oh, the wow. Apollo 8 mission. Mm. And sort of like mm. the, that world in the world of like space and like mm. wh- while they're, you know, while they're wi- So the Apollo 8 was the first one to go, to go around the moon. Mm-hmm. So there was, I guess, 36 minutes where they were just sort of waiting, holding their breath to wow. see if it would come back. Oh, oh my God! Um, <laughs> and so they they kept using this phrase, the non-silent silence of space. 
which oh. is like a big part of this like sound design soundscape and yeah, it so did make there. a huge <laughs> yeah. difference in terms of like really getting a feel for like the tone of the show when like all of these like all of the sound was a part of the development that is so cool yeah. <laughs> what did it sound like oh it was you know it was like um, That's a good question. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like my Sorry. my like my like non sound designer expert opinion is that it, you know it's kind of like windy, you know, like yeah. yeah. So like the sounds that you might think actual space might actually sound like. Cool. Well, who knows? Could I don't know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm afraid to know. But <laughs> it was also like there there was just always yeah. other stuff going on too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I did last last year. Uh, a dance theater piece that was a, a collaboration. It was in Lafayette, Louisiana, with Claire Cook Dance Theater mm, with Space and Arts. Yeah, and it was there was actually a food like a taste element. It Ooh. was the 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 her <laughs> company, Base uh, and Arts, um, collaborated with this kind of nonprofit farm to table organization that was just a bunch of restaurants, and they created like a mousses for each of the four dance pieces cool. that were featured. God. And each of the dance <laughs> pieces had a specific food item. The one that I scored for was figs, and we Aww. did the life cycle of a fig. Wow. And yeah. at a certain point in the 17-minute piece, the audience was instructed to eat their amuse. Wow. Awesome. That is Yeah, so it was cool. so cool. That. I it, it was like on that. PBS or something. I still haven't I, oh no, she sent it to me. I'm sorry Claire, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, please don't be listening. Um, <laughs> don't worry. I watched like all but the end. <laughs> 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 I'm going to send it to her now. Um, mm -hmm. but it was awesome like the idea of it and it was like raising money, you know, for um, for like a these farm to table restaurants yeah. that were like just getting started and then just oh. like f uh, food education and nutrition education but it was such a cool idea and like someone else had like artichoke or whatever and and you know so it was just like you would come to this evening you would sit at a table and then food would be served at the moment that you should take the bite of it with this theatrical dance with like lighting and sound and everything yeah. all happening in front of you and that it was supposed to kind of enhance this yeah. Yeah. It seemed to be such a cool thing. Wanted yeah. to do a show with like smells because I feel like yeah. smell is such mm. an emotional, evocative yeah. thing. Absolutely. Like you could do so much audience manipulation. Yeah. Every time I've seen a show, <laughs> <laughs> not in like a bad way, but just you yeah, know, like just you yeah. could do so much lifting. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen like two or three shows where they like fry bacon on stage. Yeah, like the Our Town. Our the Town. Yeah, and that there one was, was also a, another yeah. show at MTC where they like yeah, were Barrow frying Street. bacon on yeah. stage, and I was just like. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it cool. can be so. It, I mean, just the whole idea yeah. of bringing in other senses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, because yeah. it's. I mean, ta talking about this, um, the fig thing is like. I feel like, like senses like taste and smell, like everyone has their own like very specific mm -hmm. associations, yeah. and so yeah. it really like heightens. It it could really heighten like. You could create the, one indivi the individual <laughs> experiences yeah. people are having watching yeah, yeah. the same thing mm -hmm. or experiencing the same thing. So cool, you know? You yeah, know or so finding those collective experiences. Like nobody likes the taste of like penicillin. <laughs> 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 Don't drink penicillin during a show, but you know, but that idea. This just gave me like a really interesting. Not something I want to do, but something I want somebody else to do. <laughs> <laughs> like if we were, if somebody did like a show and then there were all these senses and everybody's having their different experiences and then it stops and there's a section where everybody like jots down their experience or like mm -hmm. has or somehow creates something of their experience mm -hmm. and then that gets shared in the room and mm -hmm. so like the lens keeps going out. Yeah. I want to see that show. That'd be so cool. Yeah. 
to just I don't want to write have it, it be part <laughs> of participation of it. Yeah, yeah. Like to, to make it like so like the, the lens is always going out and we're always like just feeling each other's memories and senses. Mm. Or what about like a or what about a someday? like an <laughs> option at a certain point like the the crazy uh, was it the Bandersn- Bandersnatch thing where mm-hmm. you got to choose which oh direction right. it all went? Yeah. But in, s- oh in yeah, case it's like at a certain point the audience is offered like you can smell this, you can taste this, you can like hear this yeah. or see this and then like it causes like your experience of the theatrical thing to diverge based on that which yeah. method yeah. cool. write that one <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to write that one either but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting it's like that I feel like you get so, some it would really be revealing personalities because like the Bandersnatch thing uh-huh. like um John, oh, my boyfriend, I and I were watching it together. And I wanted to watch it like one time through, maybe twice, and see like a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. He wanted to watch every yeah, single I one of them. Yeah, I have friends that really tried to get every yeah. scenario. And like it, it was really fascinating. But I, I think ended it, up like, having to relive it like for an hour and a half. <laughs> we keep picking the wrong yeah. one. I keep ah. forgetting which one we picked. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like there'd be some people who go into that theater experience if that we're talking about, and like people like me who'd be like, okay, I saw it. Thanks, that was good. In an hour, yeah. <laughs> and some mm-hmm. people who'd spend like six hours in it. You know, I did it in an hour. I'd be like, bye. I gotta go. I just learned that there's a coterie of people who are real repeat attenders of Sleep No More, mm. which yeah, I can yeah. imagine is that sort of completion yeah. thing. Yeah. Well I must do it in every version possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting because, like, uh, I, I'm always thinking about this. Like, when I see a show, like, I have my experience of it. Mm-hmm. And, and if I see it again, mm-hmm. usually if I really like the show, if mm-hmm. I see it again, I don't like it as much. Mm. And usually... Do you sit in the same place? I, I don't think I ever have. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, like... I think um, once I've seen something like that's sort of like I, I don't want to say diminishing Imprint. returns, but like mm. it's sort of like I, I've, I'm coming to terms with and accepting the idea that like my experience of the show is my experience, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But then, but then I also like understand this idea of like wanting to sort of like get all out of it that I can't. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. What about like a revival though? Is it the same I've company very, the same I've show? I've very rarely seen, uh, like, I think there's or like been... like Guys and Dolls six times by oh, six different sure. high schools or whatever. Yeah. I think I've only <laughs> ever, I think I've maybe seen, like, two or three shows where I've seen different productions of it. Mm-hmm. And so that's a whole different thing. Yeah, so, but it doesn't count is what I'm asking, basically. Yeah, okay. no, I guess I'm talking about, like, because if it is a different production, it's like a total, like, it can be a totally different thing, mm-hmm. you know? And so I can have a totally different experience. But mm-hmm. if it's the same production, which like ostensibly is supposed to be the same thing every night, mm-hmm. and I'm like, experiencing it and having a totally different experience the second time, mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. that's interesting. Yeah, right. I feel that most of the time, I mostly only see things once. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a few things in my life which I will not disclose, which I saw a number of times. <gasps> yeah, secret repeats. I know, secret <laughs> repeats. Because the impact was so strong, yeah. there were like catalyst moments in my life, and those are special to me and that's what they are mm-hmm. but it's so rare mm-hmm. yeah. and i think yeah it's that imprint right it's like yeah. it will never and maybe it's just a, f- a fear of like i want to love this if i see it again i'm f- in danger totally yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah because also like part so part of it for me is that like i see a show and i have my experience of it mm-hmm. and then i have my memory of that experience yeah mm-hmm. and like special. memory you know can warp and change mm-hmm. and then you go back and you're like waiting for like that one particular thing <laughs> that in your memory was like this really exciting Oops. thing yeah. and then it passes and it's sort of like lackluster at least yeah. compared to your expectation totally yeah, um, it's not new anymore well also because it's not like you've sort of built it up in your mind your memory has warped to this like almost like 
you're putting it on this pedestal right yeah. mm-hmm. and then like it passes and you're like oh it was just sort of like a thing that happened this mm-hmm. time you know and, mm-hmm. and you wa- and you went back and you wanted it to be that exciting thing again mm-hmm. it's very i dark don't know scene. and so like <laughs> I'm, a, I'm no, no I t- i'm totally there with you but yeah, yeah, yeah but like that's I what i never think of them in exactly those I terms i think that's yeah. what yeah. makes theater so wonderful is that like you can have that one experience and it can be so powerful yeah. for you in that way mm-hmm. you don't need to go back yeah, yeah. But everybody should. Everybody Theater can't should. die. But I do think <laughs> again, there are people like like John who yeah. have like really mm-hmm. sharp analytical brains who like mm-hmm. to find the mysteries and the differences and like work them out. I'm not that person, <laughs> but I certainly admire that, and I think that some theatergoers experience that. Yeah, like yeah. I like to shows a lot because I know yeah. like I have lots of friends who do like to see things over and over. I don't, but all like the time. Yeah, or yeah. like every year or right, you know, like if it's something that's running yeah. a long time. I mean, I also I feel like a lot of my repeat viewing is motivated by if someone hasn't seen it and mm. I want to see it with them. Yeah. Because mm. I want them to see it and, and I want to like think reaction. about them thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you really love a thing and you're like, everyone has to come see this and I want to come see it too so I can watch you enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, well, th- but that creates like a new imprint. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Sometimes yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting though. Do you think that John... Like, I guess this is just what you're saying. Are you listening, like, John? Hi, John. <laughs> <laughs> but like, do you think... Because I think about this with Jeff too. Like, do you uh-huh. think that like he fundamentally watches theater differently than you? Like, do you think different things are sort of, like, firing within him? That's interesting. I don't know. I, like, as I think he's newer to theater. He's not a theater person, mm-hmm. and, like, he loves theater, but, like, he doesn't, he didn't, like, go to a lot of it before me. But I think he is, like, like, if I see something with him, so lots of times he's, like, he's seeing, like, little things that, like, my brain is seeing differently. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm, like, looking at, like, I'm, I'm listening for the lyric. <laughs> you know right, right, right. And he's like, Who did you know something that? about that character that had that color in that one scene? And I was like, I didn't, but that's really fascinating. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think it's just, like, yeah, I wonder if different people are viewing things, like, if you have. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying you listen for the lyric. I'm, I'm right. not even watching. the performances. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things. I listen for Jeff movies. doesn't yeah. often humor me with too much like talk about stuff he's mm-hmm. seen, but I remember when he came to see The Loneliest Girl in San Diego, there's a moment where they're, they're making a pie on stage. I'm going to forget the details of this, but like they're making a pie on stage and they have the various ingredients and they put it in and then the d- there's like a ding mm-hmm. and the pie comes out and sometimes that moment gets like applaud or a laugh when the pie comes out mm-hmm. and I always felt like pretty confident that the reason that moment gets a reaction is like that it's cute theater magic because like a pie comes out of a hole that you didn't know is a hole uh-huh. mm-hmm. and he's like strong interpretation was like that it's something about like the artifice like the irony of like the song being about being genuine and then the, the fact that the pie is fake and not a real pie oh. that's so oh. interesting See, I have a third take on Hello. that okay. because <laughs> because I remember when we would get applause at that moment yeah. and mm-hmm. my take is that the audience thought the song was over Oh, interesting. Because oh, the, mu- the music Dark stops. Take. The, the, the ding moment. happens. She goes over. She has to take the time to take it out. Yeah. And then he does the plank oh, for like the, the last depressing. two yeah. lines. <laughs> oh, the songs. And there was only like three or four we performances where it was yeah. that. Yeah, true. Um, but that was m- that was That's my take on it. <laughs> That's so interesting. I like all you know, of your takes. <laughs> I s- I s- I'm trying to remember because I saw the Namped version. Mm-hmm. And I just can't remember like... Was that in the Namp version? I guess. Well, we didn't have like it a was physical, no physical pie thing. coming That's out. Yeah. 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 Like but the actually that song. The Namp version was yeah, wonderful. Yeah, we by did it in Namp. Okay, yeah. we did do it. I think we yeah. cut a verse. We did. Good memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that frantic Namp way, where you're like, <laughs> <"Yeah>. <laughs> can go. Forty-five minutes <laughs> or whatever you get. I think it was the first song in the Namp presentation. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We did well, a little. Those were wonderful. Oh, thank you. We did like the flash forward, and then we like went straight back to the pie. Right. That's really fun. Yeah. You also had a wonderful time. We had a wonderful time. <laughs> <laughs> totally different gear. Uh-huh. Amy, you also 
are in a, like a rock band, right? <laughs> well, it's like an indie folk country band. Um, we're getting back together, um, my writing partner and Joel, Joel Agner and I, um, and we're hopefully going to do a show in Rockwood this summer. We oh wrote some good. new songs. Um, the crazy first album that we wrote um, all of six six years ago, um, I think we're going to like finally record it and then add another like EP of songs. So that's so Do you fun. have feelings about like what makes something like this is like a, ba- a rock band song versus like this is a theater song or this is all bleed together? Our songs, you know, sometimes it's funny because we have this conversation all the time when we're writing because sometimes we'll write something and be like, oh, it's too much like a musical theater song because <laughs> there's like too much specificity or or it's like maybe just too, uh, maybe it's the specificity um, because, you know, you're trying to be like specific yet universal in mm-hmm. theater songs and in pop songs you get away with like conjuring feelings and imagery, I think. Um, and that depends on the kind of music that you're writing with it as well, but ours is very much like kind of story songs and then um, like songs that are like heavily emotional and we do like a lot of uh, duetting that is just like on a single word or Mm. a single phrase over and over and like kind of spin out that with like our crazy harmonies. Which I sort of wish people did more in theater. I do too, yeah, that kind of minimalist like like live in the moment thing. I used to be really, really against like songs being more than like three and a half minutes like (laughs) in theater. Like it took me a really Uh long time. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a really long time for, to like to, to feel like I deserve to spend so oh. much time. That's so elevator hurt. It, <laughs> yeah, no. no like not, not believing that you, belie- that you should own the space. Right. No, it, I mean, absolutely true. Yeah. And that was just because it's like, say your thing, it happens, and it's over. And, like, the idea of, like, living in a feeling too long, like, I was always worried musically that, like, is it just repeating too much? Is right. it boring? Mm-hmm. Or pe- like, And constantly people are like, no, I could listen to that, like, four more times. And so I always underwrite it, and then I'll, and then maybe, like, I always use this analogy, but you know how Mr. Rogers will like zip up his little cardigan <laughs> all the way and then down one quarter. <laughs> it's like always go a little too much and then settle uh-huh. like down to what's the exact right length. Yeah. Um, and I think about that like in every context that you could possibly think about it in. Uh, <laughs> like and saying too much. Joel mm-hmm. are always so great. Yeah. And I, I love them. And it's a totally different part of myself that I can express. And um, you get away with a lot more. Um, but also <laughs> just like the way that lyrics form in a, in a pop in a pop sensibility and like the fact that you're not writing for a character specifically so like the language isn't is at the same time less constrained but then you also have to know exactly because you will pull yourself out of it when you're writing a pop lyric if all of a sudden like somehow the language doesn't make sense anymore yeah you know but it's like you don't have a character to ground you necessarily mm-hmm. unless you're like writing character maps for your pop songs which <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah so it's a it's a different interesting thing that i love very much because i started writing pop songs mm-hmm. before i went to composition school and like had all of that joy beaten out of me. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it's great to get it back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, everyone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for that question. It's a <laughs> hoping, yeah, we're hoping that we will um, be hitting the ground running this summer um, now that our schedules are like a little bit more similar. So we all have right. a lot of time. Cool. Speaking about this idea of like leaving like sort of space and repeating, Sarah, do you, how much do you like think about that when you were writing a lyric of just like oh here's a place where something musical Mm. happens 
sorry, not at all. Fair enough. Because <laughs> well, I, 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 I have do a good room for it. Yeah, because like I don't write music, and so like I love what you all bring to it, and I just assume you will. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I just, and I, I, love I that. just know, like, because I, I know I love, I love the work of both of you and all the other people I write with, and I just, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like. I, yeah, I don't I know how to leave. You trust too much. Wow. I trust a lot. Have you ever like gotten a song back and been like, wow, this is not what I expected at all? Not in this process, actually, but yeah, of course. But then you just, I mean, I only, I like to work with people that I know I can say that to. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, never been, yeah, so like yeah. I would always just be like, I have had that experience and I have, I've had to be like, I don't know if this is working, you can but try then. Try again? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think I, I would want somebody to say that to me too if my lyric wasn't working, which of course, like, that we've yeah, done that. Do, yeah. yeah. Well, and Absolutely. even when we're, I mean, I'm sure you too, but. W- in the process mm-hmm. of writing some of the songs like yeah you always i overwrite no it, i'm not wasn't even gonna go <laughs> there <laughs> <But> <laughs> you you always like mind. if something if i've written mm-hmm. part of it mm-hmm. and i say like this is what i've written and th- i feel really strongly that like this doesn't need to be here mm-hmm. because like what the music is doing is like taking care of this mm-hmm. if you agree like this is what it would sound like mm-hmm. this would sound like if i didn't if i did do this mm-hmm. And try to give you the option to, you know, just to see, like, what is the intention of this? Like, tell me a little bit more about what this lyric is doing. Mm-hmm. And we have always been able to yeah. navigate it pretty much, like, exactly on the same page. Yeah, I think so, too. No, it's I mean, I, I love yeah. collaborating with people who are awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just <laughs> nice. It's like, I think collaboration is, I, like, I truly, truly believe in collaboration, in especially in musical theater. But, mm-hmm. like, in theater in general, I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the idea yeah. of being able to make something with other people that yeah. you could never make by yourself. Yeah, that yeah. it's better, it's like, when you have both coming back. Another thing that <laughs> go for it. No, I'm just I'm stuck in my head about the about seeing a show more than once. No, I don't. I'm still mulling it over because I don't have more to say about it, but I feel like I should. Oh, interesting. We can uh. we can talk <laughs> about that later. Great, perfect. <laughs> Another thing. <laughs> Interesting thing that like intersects with stuff we sometimes talk about on the podcast is Amy. You also do a lot of casting mm-hmm. for all of these NYU shows, mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't even know what the question is. I'm just like, <laughs> I haven't talked to someone yet who does, who does casting cast. in true. that way. Hmm. Well, the best part of doing casting for the NYU shows is that the characters are so outside of the realm of what you find in. Traditional musical theater. Oh, that's mm. interesting. I mean, honestly, it makes it so much fun because that's instead very true of in my experience, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, Sam, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you're gonna be playing. I mean, sometimes you're I won't even tell Mothman. you because I figure it's <laughs> yeah. true. That's if, true. If, if you come in on the first day, you won't leave. But if <laughs> I tell you in advance, you might say no. Oh. <laughs> I make that call all the time when I'm asking people. Honestly, oh, wow. um, yeah, no. I mean, it's just you just have to be. You know, it's like I know that you're gonna be great in this, but if you know what it's about, you might mm. be scared. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna like put the pressure on you and be totally unfair. Um, and they're always amazing. Great, yeah. um, my my thing with casting is that I cast based on energy and not on type and not based mm-hmm. on what I've necessarily seen a person do, but what I gather I think that they can do from kind of the collective of everything I've seen them do. Um, like switch around and make a new picture with all of the pieces that I have mm. and. You know, when it's a new person that I've never seen do anything except for their seven-minute audition for me, <laughs> I usually start in something where it's like, all right, let's, like, get their feet wet and put them in an ensemble track or something that's like, all right, you're a character actor, so I'm going to have you do, like, seven characters and just see, like, which ones really land, and then I'll be able to be more specific with you next time with, like, what you're really shining at. Because, I'll, you know, I mean, it's a grueling process. It's really fast. It's insane. Sometimes you're doing 
an insane amount of work and you'll learn a whole thing on Friday and then Monday you come in and it's been cut mm-hmm. or yep. you have four new songs and all the things that you learned the last few days are gone. I mean, that happens all the time and that's the process and most of the actors who come in know that and they love that about that because they get to yeah. play these characters mm-hmm. that like <laughs> they've never, you know, they're not auditioning for Eliza Doolittle. They're auditioning for like this thing that came out of this 22 year old's brain this this character that isn't fully Young. formed yet that they have a <laughs> that they have a <laughs> that they have a hand in and that they and you know everyone is so aware that this is like their most of these writers like first experience in a room in a professional room with professional actors professional director professional music director they're learning about the hierarchy they're learning about the protocol they're learning about like how to do this and how to make it work and on top of looking for people who specifically I think can handle that process based on their resume, if they've done new work before, if they specifically found us because they really are interested in doing new work, you know, I mean, an openness to doing that right off the bat is important. Um, but then also just kind of like having a good feeling. It's just, it really, I mean, there, I'm sure there, there are plenty of casting directors who keep huge databases and see everybody and everything and I see a lot of people in a lot of things I know a lot of actors and but what it comes really down to is that sometimes you just get a feeling like you read a breakdown or you see the 45 minute presentation which they do in December and you're just like I already know who's good (laughs) (laughs) and you hope they're available and that they will come in for four days and do it um and it's such a more it's such a more um rewarding experience for me personally than when I was casting regional theater Mm. Mm. because I was casting things that already existed and sometimes they existed a lot (laughs) and sometimes you know and the casting director in my situation I didn't get to make a lot of like important choices I was just the person that was bringing everybody in Mm. to the big catacall and it was hard to see like all that talent go through and to like see the potential that other people weren't seeing and NYU is perfect because I get to make that decision of like who I put that potential in, mm. and I'm usually pretty spot on, which is great. Are. You know, and that's a testament to also like the way that we train them to be very specific with their character breakdowns and to really understand the important things about their character, and not just like that they're funny or not just that they're like oh well they don't like their dad. I'm like okay. <laughs> Cool. Let's let's focus differently on what that. Let's find someone who can play that they don't like their dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, raise it, anyone want to raise their hand? You know, I mean, uh, you know, finding those ways to describe that's something that we also teach them in casting seminars, mm-hmm. and we bring in other casting directors, and we talk about vo- voice types and like going against type, and we do. I do a, this big SATB class, vocal writing class in January, which just like I bring in like all these awesome actors. I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is what they can do. It's like basically doing like an instrument, like if you take an orchestration class and you're like, and this is what the violin can do. And so (laughs) the violin comes in, it's like, I can do all these things. And then (laughs) we talk about like, okay, well, what's hard? What (laughs) is going to feel strained? What is going to feel heightened? And then we start talking about it from a dramatic standpoint. It's like if you're putting this soprano at the very top of her range and you can't hear the words as well, what is that saying dramatically? What do you do when you're putting a mezzo way down? What do you do when you're putting a baritone at the top of their range and you hear that, like, that, like, kind of danger yeah. <laughs> of, like, I'm at an A, you know, <laughs> that that kind of moment. And and it, I think it really kind of gives them that last push to f- start thinking about characters 
and music and how they're setting and creating their music in a dramatic way, which then helps me to understand who they want in their show. So Mm. it's it's all it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. It's insane, (laughs) (laughs) but it's fun. It's a lot. It's like 23 thesis in seven weeks and then 18 one acts in six days. (laughs) In six days. Six days, I 18 one acts in six days. We do six wow. a day for three days. Uh. I mean, for three two-day sessions. Um, yeah, 23 with a cast of seven. Mm-hmm. And Marie Costanza does half of them, and I do half of them. And so, you know, w- we have 250 to 300 actors walk in the door yeah. in eight weeks between the end of March and the middle of May. Yeah. And a lot of them are first-timers. That's something that when I came in, I... I try to make like 50% of the actors that get hired every year be new so that oh we wow. can really pull That's in cool. all the new people. So if you're an actor <laughs> and you're interested <laughs> in new work, you can get in touch with the creators of this podcast for my email address <laughs> and reach out to me with a headshot resume and um, I'll let you know when our auditions are in January. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Because that's like, especially when I was first doing it, it really was, it felt like this really cool way of like meeting like the oh. writers like mm-hmm. as li- as like a quote unquote like new actor mm-hmm. like meeting like a quote unquote new writer mm-hmm. and like yeah getting like starting that relationship mm-hmm. there Kelly O'Hara did one Sarah Ramirez did one yeah Chris oh. did one Norm Lewis did one you know yeah Hunter Foster I mean that's crazy a lot of people started I a lot of people met people and a lot Kristen. of writers started there and are now mm-hmm. yeah yeah Kirsten Giles has a great story about how J.K. Rowling played a, um, a I think it was a parrot or a cockatiel or something <gasps> in her in her thesis. <laughs> J.K. Rowling? No. Not Rowling. Uh, oh no, J.K. Simmons. Oh my god, sorry. One of those J.K.s. J.K. Simmons. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Lucky I love that. Yeah. I love that. J.K. Rowling. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's and those are. I mean, you know, those people are famous now, but like everybody could be famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find your people. Find your. Pe- that's that's another part of my, f- my one of my favorite things is that all these great actors that come in, they meet these writers, and they like become each other's contemporaries, and then they rise together in yeah. the business. And that is that's always been the tradition. Like mm-hmm. everyone's had their muses and their collaborators, mm-hmm. and you know Joe Iconis has his big group of mm-hmm. of jamboree people, and a lot of those people he met in or right after the program. Mm-hmm. A lot of them went to like Cap Twenty One at the same time he was mm-hmm. at NYU, and it's just like that's the community yeah. that you find. This yeah. is a different interpretation of the phrase, find your people. But Sarah, it's something I'm like, you have so many shows, <laughs> which are like <laughs> very different from each other, and mm-hmm. many of them with different collaborators. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like your process for like, like matching show with person in a mm. way. Oh, I don't like, I was like, I'm in like a constant chaos moment in my, <laughs> 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 in my life. So I, d- I think I'm just like, like, so I'm writing this new piece with uh, Lynn Schenkel right now called Hot. It's like a feminist, uh, all women plus retelling of Helen of Troy sung through piece. And um, I was like, I started writing it and I was like, I need to work with somebody. And then like, I was like, it's Lynn Schenkel. And I like didn't know why. And I emailed her. So I, she was like, I was like, do you want to write this? And she's like, yes, I do. That's right at my alley. And I was like, you know, sometimes you just like know who you want to work with on something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, I love working with people that I like. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that. how you framed the email to us all. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. hey, you're it's a bunch of women whose music I like. Yeah, yeah. Let's write songs. Yeah. And, and a show. Yeah. It reminds me of a conversation we just had on this podcast about when Rachel was just saying, like, sometimes it's just as simple as, like, want a thing. Try asking for that thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So true. It's yeah. real. 
can't hurt to try. Yeah. yeah. What do I want? I want. <laughs> I'm I'm asking the universe. No, I'm I don't know. I'm just kidding. No, what do you want? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty happy right now. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. I'm yeah. So, so uh, let me not get too greedy right now. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'll, I'll ask when I need it. When I need it. <laughs> Hold on to it. Keep that get out of jail free card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man. This That's is why awesome. I never use my high level spells in D&D. <laughs> I'm always just feeling like I might need them later and then I don't use oh them. Oh my god. But forever though. That's why I never use my stickers. Cuz I I'm always like, but what if I stick it on something and then I wish I had stuck it on something else. But I've recently come to the realization that like then I'm not enjoying my stickers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like waiting to take a vacation until you retire. Yeah. Right. But then you have like bad hips. <gasps> And right, and you can't climb that hill right. and see the city. You yeah. know, you better use those spells, Julia. That's all, Rob. <laughs>